This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our acts of faith. The International Neighborhood Network, better known as The Inn, is a community of believers with a passion for serving those who have resettled in the U.S. from throughout the world due to war, poverty, and persecution. They seek to share the gospel and plant churches among those unreached diaspora communities. The Inn currently serves communities in eight locations in the U.S. and is growing and expanding through God's grace. Each team connects with the community, meets felt needs, and identifies themselves as spiritual people with a life-changing message to share. The vision of the Inn is to see a world where the hope of Jesus is transforming communities among all peoples, starting with the nations in our backyard. What got you interested in working among diaspora in the United States? I originally, being uh, from uh, the Middle East, um, I grew up in the midst of diaspora people, and I know uh, how much they were in need uh, to know someone to minister to them in their language. And actually, that's what God called us to. God called us to work with the diaspora, with the Arabic-speaking people that have immigrated into this country that need the Lord. Many of these countries um, uh, don't have... Um, uh, any permission for missionaries to be in there. It's closed for mission and for the gospel message. It's my privilege to work with uh, those who are far from home and far from God in a uh, lovely uh, southern city that has thousands of people from uh, Africa, Asia, uh, Middle East, and uh, people who come from various backgrounds. And it's our privilege to love them and to introduce them to the good news of Jesus. From a young age, I knew I wanted to work with uh, Muslim people groups, and I knew that God was calling me in that direction. And so I kind of lived my life like looking for opportunities to do that. And so, it, yeah, it's always been a desire of mine that the Lord put in my heart when I was a child. So it was something that when I was in the city, that I live in, I began uh, hearing about opportunities to do it. And so I just began looking around around my uh, apartment where I lived and began going to places where I knew I could meet the diaspora. And then God just continued to, to grow my heart and deepen my love for the unreached and my desire to go to the unreached. And there, the one thing in particular that really like solidified my call into full-time ministry in the diaspora was taking a missions course called Kairos and hearing about the need to go to the nations and really seeing in myself all the excuses that I could come up with if I wanted to and just but walking out of that class and thinking the time is now and all of these desires and passions I have that the Lord put in me I can just put into action now and so that's, that's kind of how I got into it. And from then on, it's been, yeah, serving in that capacity. 
How did God lead you to the location that you're serving in? We have worked overseas among unreached people in the past over for, for over a decade and uh, had a great experience doing that. And then God called us to other ministries, and uh, but our hearts were always with cross-cultural settings. And uh, then we came to a, a point in life where, you know, the, the, the kids had grown up and, and were on their own. And we realized we had a lot of flexibility. We felt called to do something new, and we, but we didn't feel called overseas. And then we learned about the, um, the International Neighborhood Network, and we learned that we could serve and love the unreached right here in the United States. And that just made so much sense to us. It was exactly what we were interested in doing. And it, it just confirmed uh, that what, what, what the calling that we felt in our hearts. The times have changed so much. So even, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, we were not receiving the, the diaspora that we have received in the past five, 10 years. So much so that it was just amazing to us that all these people were right at our, right at our doorstep. I moved to the city that I am in for a job post college, and it was just not an extended period of time. That wasn't the plan. We were just it was just going to be ten weeks, and then I was going to transition back to where I moved from. And I took a course in missions, met missionaries. When I met them, I really knew the Lord was speaking to me. And I knew that he was calling me to minister where I am. We launched our ministry actually in um, back in Rockville, Maryland in uh, the late uh, 90s. In 2001, a family from Pennsylvania told me we have been praying for 10 years for central Pennsylvania, that there will be an evangelical Christian church that will share the gospel message that touched my heart. I start from 2001, come to the York area once or twice every month, every other Saturday. And God blessed so much by seeing families and individuals to come and join the meeting, people getting saved, people getting baptized. Uh, so in 2004, the Lord led us to central Pennsylvania to plant an Arabic uh, a Christian church, and um, uh, we have been there since, and this church has um, had an outreach to different places, to the Harrisburg area, to the Lancaster area, to the Lehigh Valley, and uh, also abroad as well. So it was like the Macedonian call, <laughs> would you come and help us? And uh, the Lord just led us to Central Pennsylvania, and we are so grateful that we believe that we are in the um, perfect will of God. So what does ministry look like where you're serving? How do you make connections with people that are there? How do you develop those relationships? What does it look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Our, our people are spread out, uh, integrated as much as is possible into the fabric of the city. And so we have to um, pursue and find our people. Um, and we do that through serving them. We, we, we have a pretty active English language learning program. It's, that's pretty popular. And uh, a lot of students come to that. And then we, we not only teach English uh, there, but we also build relationships with them. We, we create 
you know, we, we establish friendships really and, and offer them what they are needing. Uh, many of them are very community oriented. They're, they're relational by culture. And they come here and um, they just don't have the friendships, the relationships, the community, the sort of that social support uh, network of friends that they're used to in their, old, in their former communities. And so we offer that and, and genuinely because Jesus calls us to love uh, the foreigner. And in the process, as people begin to show spiritual interest, we um, offer Bible studies or an opportunity to go deeper in, into spiritual discussions. We focus on meeting physical felt needs, but always moving toward the spiritual need. And so with the, with the goal of church planting and seeing the nations reach in our city, we've found ways to begin engaging with the community and the diaspora. That was an area that we had to find a way into because it didn't exist before my team existed. And so daily, it looks like going and visiting families. Um, it looks like contacting them, intentionally seeking them out, going places where they are and building relationships. And then as a team, every week we offer an ESOL class, English as, a, as another language class. And uh, uh, we minister through that. We teach Bible stories. We build relationships again, which allows us to go into homes and we invite local partners, ministry partners to also come in with us and minister with us. And so I think we have a lot of unique opportunities reaching the diaspora here because we get to invite friends and even family, our own families to be a part of it. And so day to day, it just looks like building relationships and moving toward them by meeting whatever, whatever need they, they have. Sometimes it is going to take them to a doctor's appointment. It might be just sitting with them and drinking tea sharing a meal. It might be inviting them. We always pray that it's inviting them to a discovery Bible study with us. Um, so it just looks like living life with people. That's, that's our focus. Our ministry, it has uh, different uh, windows. The base is our church plant. And from the church plant, uh, we do uh, outreach uh, ministries. One of them is having annual uh, conference uh, this conference uh, is uh, directed to reach the, the unreached Arabic-speaking people throughout the states. Um, so uh, uh, for years, uh, we've been having every year a conference. Um, hundreds of people come. And also, uh, we had the opportunity in the previous years to um, air these conferences on a satellite um, Arabic Christian satellite um, TV stations that went throughout the Arabic world and literally, literally has uh, reached out to tens of thousands and millions of people around, uh, around the globe. Uh, another uh, outreach that the Lord uh, has uh, blessed us with is the media outreach. Um, we came to realize, especially after uh, COVID hit, uh, um, we need to reach people, even when we're not having churches like we all uh, had to stop for, for, for a season. God blessed us with a, uh, a studio, um, and uh, this studio has uh, all the equipment that we need from cameras, from editing system, editing system, and um, uh, we've been using that also to help us in our media. Um, 
I personally, every week on every Wednesday, uh, I do a, um, a live uh, Facebook streaming, and God has been blessing this greatly. You know, you never know what to expect. This is true in no matter what mission field you're in. And we have found that there were some wonderful opportunities set up for us early on. And again, I think like most of the different cities in the International Neighborhood Network, um, we find that the need for English is such a drawing card. It's something that, you know, a heartfelt need that our, our people have. And so early on, we, we had some contacts there teaching English. But then, you know, of course, God surprises us. Like we run into people in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. We overlap. We find out that a friend of a friend um, knows the same person we do. And, uh, you know, so there's surprising things as well. There's things that we plan, but I guess the more exciting ones are the ones that God plans and and uses um, to build these relationships. What are some of the ways that you can share that God's been working in your ministries over the past 12 months. I've seen God do so much. And and COVID actually impacted our ministry, not in a bad way. It allowed us to go deeper with families. And so from that, we've been able to see relationships form and deepen and then become receptive to the gospel in a way we've never seen before. And so I have seen people that were very opposed to talking about Christ and the gospel now offering, desiring and asking me to come to church and visiting a local church with me. Um, We've started discovery Bible studies among unreached people groups in the last few months. uh, We've welcomed newly resettled families that have come from war-torn countries. And the moment we meet them, know that we're going to go deep with them and be able to have spiritual conversations almost immediately. And so on our field here, I feel like we've just seen the gospel advance in a way that I, I've never seen in my life and, and being on the field um, for a few years now, I've, I've never seen um, the receptiveness or the reception is probably the right word uh, for our, our friends wanting to know more about Christ. And then we also have been able to strategically reach the children in our diaspora community by uh, meeting with them every weekend teaching them stories, the miracles of Jesus. And from that, we've seen mothers ask us about Jesus, ask us about the miracles, ask us how Jesus can be God. And so from that, we're seeing a lot of fruit from the children going home and telling their families what we're teaching them and us inviting the families to come here for themselves. So, so many things, so many incredible things in the last 12 months. Since the last time we reported, we have gotten involved in among university students at a local university, many international students uh, from India, China, and other places in, in Asia. Um, and these are advanced students, usually PhD or at least graduate school students. And um, yeah, working with them and uh, getting right into really uh, sophisticated issues very quickly because they they're they're bright and their english is excellent um we can talk about spiritual things and um study the bible together and uh we've had some fantastic uh encounters and conversations and seen god at work in those conversations and meetings uh over the past year been very exciting last year has been 
a great, uh, uh, can I say, probably success. God gave us prosperity. Uh, we've seen expansion of the ministry. Um, and also, um, I do thank the Lord that um, we are here, my wife and I, um, as uh, we are leading the Central Pennsylvania Inn. Uh, God been helping us uh, through um, uh, the media ministry. My wife, she does um, uh, Zoom meetings with the ladies, and she's been speaking uh, at ladies' conferences. So we have been seeing God is using us um, uh, wonderfully throughout this past year. Um, many people uh, came to the, to the saving knowledge of Christ uh, in the trip to Syria. More than 100, 150 people made a decision for Christ. In our ministry here, more than probably uh, 20 people made decision for Christ. So we thank God for these precious souls. How can people be praying for you and for your ministry and also for the people that you're ministering to? I would love for people to be praying just that God would allow our team to be unified in our vision and our mission. We have an amazing team, but we also are aware that it's a tactic of the enemy to to divide and to stir up anything he can. And so we're seeing so much fruit. And so I would just pray for protection for the team here. We uh, have grown in the last year and it's been so amazing, but we constantly need people to be praying with us. We're going into battle and we're fighting a real enemy. And we know that he doesn't win. And we know that Christ is, has made us victorious, but we also want to just be aware of his schemes and be able to uh, just stay in unity on the field. And I think personally, just for the ministry that I do day to day, pray for all of the women that are receptive to the gospel right now. I mean, truly, I feel like I could go into home, two homes, two or three homes every day and still not have enough time to engage with our families. And so pray that God would give me wisdom as to who really is seeking and who really, uh, whose heart is opening to the gospel um, and that we would be uh, wise in the use of our time and our resources here. And then for the people that we're reaching, pray pray that the church is planted, not even in just the next year, in the next month, um, pray that they would say yes. Many of them, I would say almost all of them are living in fear on some level to their, the cost is great to come to Christ. And, and I've been able to have these real conversations of why, why aren't you, why don't you follow Jesus? He's shown himself to them in dreams and visions. They've told me what is holding you back and, and it's fear. And so pray that they would, they would let go of the fear and that they would come to faith in Jesus and plant the church. I mean, men and women. So we know that it, it's coming and we're just praying that it would be soon. So those are, I think the three best ways to just pray for what God's doing in our ministry here. You can definitely pray for increased contacts uh, for divine appointments with uh, those who are here, who are far from home and far from God. Um, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to make those connections. Um, but we know, we know that God makes those connections. So we pray for, for more of them. We depend on him for that. If you could pray Often, um, some of our Muslim friends are very curious about what we believe and such, uh, but they're afraid. So, you know, I would pray against the fear that's kind of enslaved them, that's preventing them from taking the next step to 
you know, entering a, a spiritual conversation or going to a Bible study or coming to church. Um, there's a lot of fear that still exists. We are uh, in a very um, uh, challenging mission. We are reaching maybe uh, one of the most unreached people in the world. Uh, the Arabic-speaking people, the Muslim people, um, more than 500 million people, uh, about half a billion that speak the Arabic language, and probably about 90% of these people don't know anything about Christ. So, oh, we need the prayers. We are praying for breakthrough uh, among the Arabic-speaking people. We've been hearing about uh, revival meeting happening in uh, Muslim countries, and we are excited to see that. So uh, God is at work, but this is as an answer to prayer. So please pray for um, the Arabic uh, people, uh, those that are uh, the, the, the immigrated here in the States, so God will help us to reach out to them. Uh, pray for our ministry as go across the air uh, through the media ministry that we will go to them uh, with the gospel message. Is it? It's wonderful to know that you could preach a message here in our um, uh, central Pennsylvania inn, um, and this message could go to homes in Saudi Arabia and Qatar and Bahrain, uh, in uh, United Emirates, uh, in Syria and Lebanon and Jordan and so forth. So. This is really exciting. So um, what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity that we are able to reach diaspora people here uh, in the United States of America. Um, so um, we are blessed uh, to work in this ministry uh, and we thank God for what God is doing in this ministry. To learn more about World Team's opportunities with the end, go to us.worldteam.org and click go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from World Team workers, click pray. To give to World Team, click donate. This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team US. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org.